I'm a Bluey adult. Ooh. Have you watched Bluey at all? I have watched Bluey because a lot of people with children have been like, no, I'm telling you, it's, it is good stuff. I know a lot of people with children who are like, I can't get my kid to watch Bluey, <laughs> but all of my friends who don't have kids are like, it's so good. We're like all reparenting ourselves through. Yeah. I feel like I'm feeding my inner child in a way that's like, oh my gosh, right. What's up, TV Club? Welcome to TV I Say, your go-to podcast for when you've hit rock bottom on every streaming platform. <laughs> I'm Ashley Ray, and as you just heard, today I'm chatting with comedian Anna Dresden. Anna's written on TV shows that I can't mention because we support the strike here. But she's written on, like, you you know this, this resume, okay? Anna Dresden, you've seen her name in the credits of things you love for things on NBC. Is that ringing a bell? Maybe some Peacock shows you love, some Netflix shows you love. Doesn't matter because she's so incredibly talented, also an incredibly talented stand-up comedian who I've been blessed to work with here in L.A. Uh, but today we are talking about Anna's new animated comedy series, Praise PD, which is so funny. It is the weirdest little comedy show about a cult. Uh, it's one of my favorite new animated shows that's come out. Strong female POV. You're going to want to hear us talk about it. I, there's a there's an amazing actor who plays a human dog. You want to know what actor it is. Uh, plus, we get into My Strange Addiction and the couple that drinks their own urine. We get into that a lot because they don't just they snort the urine. They, they use urine eye drops. We had to talk about it. We had to get into it. So you, you're going to want to listen to this episode. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I love Anna. She's absolutely hilarious. So, you know, if you also need to process My Strange Addiction, we're here for you. And, of course, we talk about some of the animated shows we love, BoJack Horseman, uh, South Park, that, you know, inspired us both as, as animated writers to, to do the work we do today. But before we dive in, my producers have served me up a, a hot TV take. Uh, you know, I love doing this now. We're doing these hot TV takes. I don't want to share my watch list with you because I don't want to promote you to to watch anything right now. That's not a reality show because, again, I support the strike. So instead, we're going to be doing these hot TV takes uh, that they've promised will make my blood boil. So let's see what we've got today. Uh, today's hot TV take comes from Osti the Gnome on Twitter. In response to someone highlighting the fact that reality TV stars are also underpaid and exploited like regular actors... Osti the Gnome replied, reality TV in quotes as though it's not real. <laughs> a reality TV is literally the lowest common denominator programming, absolute garbage, trashy nonsense. Obviously, this is going to make my blood boil because this is the house that TLC built in so many ways. Uh, my 90 Day Fiance reviews got so many people interested in my writing. So many people still come up to me and say, your guide to the 90 Day Fiance universe is one of the most important pieces of television writing I've ever read. And it just helped like lay the whole show out for me and why I like it. I think that people love to look down on reality TV because they look at some of the more popular shows that are kind of the default. You know, people look at the Kardashians, American Idol, the shows that define the genre forever ago, and they think it's still that way. They think it's still people who are famous for no reason. You know, they don't understand that at this point, 
reality shows have gotten so much deeper. <laughs> uh, you know, now reality shows are like, hey, let's take these two people, put them on the ultimatum, <laughs> see if they actually want to get married by having them date other people. Uh, it's actually more, I guess, just a lot of psychological trauma that's being inflicted uh, on reality TV stars who make this stuff. So whether or not you think it is trashy programming or the lowest common denominator, you can't deny the fact that we are watching it. People are watching it. They are entertained by it. We are talking about it. It's in the zeitgeist. And because of that, these people should get paid fairly. Whether you think it's bad programming or trashy nonsense, which, you know... Sure, maybe for you, watching a couple drink their own pee is trashy nonsense. For me, it is art. It is on the level of watching probably... I felt how they must have felt watching Shakespeare for the first time at the Globe Theater. That's how I felt watching that couple drink their own pee. So thank you, Osti the Gnome, for your Twitter hot take. Uh, it definitely got me upset. This is what we're looking for here, okay? I want the ang- I want the, the hot TV takes. Make me angry. I want to yell about it. So if you have a hot TV take that you want me to respond to, tweet it to me at the Ashley Ray. Use a hashtag TV Club Hot Take. Uh, or you can even leave me a voicemail if you need to yell at me <laughs> about your TV opinions. If you're like, I need to yell into a phone what I think about the newest episode of Hoarders. Well, speakpipe.com slash TV, I say, uh, but don't get upset if I call out your awful opinion, okay? <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing this for. You want the, the Ashley Ray hot TV take, and that's what I'm going to give you. Okay, that's all the housekeeping I got. Enjoy my chat with Anna Dresden. <laughs> so you know this person is so funny, so amazing, so talented, uh, and they have a new show that just premiered on Freeform Hulu that I'm obsessed with called Praise Petey. Anna Dresden, welcome to TV Club. Thank you, Ashley. I, please, can you tell us about Praise PD? Because every time I try to describe it to someone, I I don't know how to. I'm just like, so it's a call, but like also imagine, say, like the devil wears Prada, but yeah. like with a cult. Yeah, it's it's inspired by shows like Heart of Dixie on CW about like a girly in high heels who walks directly <laughs> through a mud patch. And like that is the plot of the show. Yes. Um. Yeah, I I also I the only things that amuse me are things that are too hard to describe, which I do think is a problem for my long term <laughs> financial um abilities. Yeah, I think the studio executives are always like, we love things that are hard to explain and understand. That's, yeah. yeah. It's what's... brand new. It's not IP. It is animated. It's from a female POV. But like, I guess just like watch a couple episodes and you'll get into it as they like put me into debtor's prison. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a fish out of water rom-com about a girl who inherits her dad's cult. Exactly. So, there you go. Well, see, you just did it so quickly and perfectly right there. It's try. It's tried hard is what I was going to say. It's. <laughs> I'm talking about my brain. It's tried very hard. Tried very hard, narrow log line. <laughs> to, right? <laughs> I am nailing this. <laughs> but it's so funny. I feel like I haven't seen anything like this on Freeform especially, but I am just so happy there's an adult animated show that is like this female POV that is so aware of just like rom-com tropes and a really funny way I for, there's an amazing scene in the barn between like the main girl and her love interest where just like everything is so sexualized like the breeze is like ripping their shirts off uh and of course it is John Cho who is voicing this sexy sexy man just, oh. he has brought a voice to the cartoon that makes 
the cartoon good. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, he, it's like his rule, his directive was be be as sexy as you can, John Cho, and oh, he yeah. was like. Using only my voice, I will be the sexiest that I can be. It also, like, Amanda Laker, art director, did not... Uh, she she understood the assignment of, like, we want people to feel weird about cartoon. We want cartoon to feel like boyfriend. Um, it just, <laughs> like... Does. Yeah, it was like, she would, like, do a pass and be like, I feel like, can I just do another one? And then his shirt would be unbuttoned a little further. They're like, great. <laughs> yeah, that does it. <laughs> We're doing this for fan art and fan fiction only. That was our goal <laughs> from the beginning. So I mean, I'm into it. You also have uh, Annie Murphy, who voices the lead. Petey. Just the best. Just amazing. She's just doing the exact same thing that I loved from Schitt's Creek, where just everything she says, I'm just like, how do you make it so funny? Like, how do I, everything she says, I need to be a ringtone or something that I just hear like a, like a catchphrase. She's truly so funny in a way that like, I don't think she would have to be because she's also such a good actor. Yeah, like it's pretty jarring. Oh, I thought you were gonna say hot. <laughs> also hot. I, I like. like she I have to remind have to myself to stop. Like call- funny because she's so hot. She actually, yeah. I'm like, I have to stop calling people hot. I think um, the the older and weirder looking I get, I'm like, I just have to pretend I don't have a body. Um, That's how I feel. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to exist. Don't perceive me. Okay. <laughs> I want to be Siri. Yeah, I just want to be the funny words. Don't don't look at me. I paper. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she's so funny and like would ad lib really fun stuff and like have the craziest takes of stuff and like was just so patient. Like recording over Zoom is really vulnerable. <laughs> I've like did a couple of voice acting parts and other things and like the four second delay that can happen sometimes where she I don't know. She just was such a trooper and like I'm so we we really wanted someone who would be a capable comedian who also had a great appealing voice and like would commit super hard to the role. And she, she's perfect. Yeah. She's so, so funny. Uh, And then she like has this adorable character who's so sweet and her mother is played or voiced by Christine Baranski in one of the meanest (laughs) roles. (laughs) She plays the most evil mom that is just so fun. And I I love everything about every scene when she pops up. Uh, She's pure candy. And like (laughs) she would say a line and then turn to the camera and be like, are you guys okay? Like who raised you? (laughs) This person is bad, huh? We're like, yeah, do you want to do it? Like paste up a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) She uses a little meaner. Yeah, she's like the sweetest She's so great. She came in and like one take, like just she could have done one take and just everything was so funny. And she was like, that's it. Well, thanks for the car service. And like swanned (laughs) out. It was like, this is Hollywood. Yeah. And you have some big Hollywood names here. Uh, You have her, Stephen Root. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Who is the guy who plays the human shih tzu? (laughs) Alfred Molina. Yes. Alfred Molina. Yes. He was in Frida. Yeah. And then From he did the cartoon. And now he's a cartoon where he plays a human dog. Yeah. Yeah. It, life is so weird. How did you get, did you want, did you picture the role for him? Were you like, we gotta get Alfred? We were basing it on this, <laughs> I forget, someone in my room flagged this speech in Downton Abbey where it's like one of the younger, uh, more progressive family members is like, we have to get rid of the staff. It's terrible that we have staff. And then like the orchestra kicks up and this butler Uh. turns to him and talks about why being a butler is a noble profession and like, allow me to serve you. And so I think we were picturing British because of that. Um, And yeah, John Levenstein, who's a co-EP on my show, 
was like, I'll reach out to Alfred Molina. I feel like he'd be good. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> I love that you say, and I just have Alfred Molina on speed dial. Just as I'll like, hit him up. What is going You have his AOL email? My God, this is Hollywood. It's Hollywood. It's Hollywood. Happening. Oh, you know, it's Hollywood when they still have the AOL email. Oh, my God. Power. That's, that's power. You that's, don't have to get with the times. I'm a Gmail coward. Same. I'll do what it takes. Yeah. Where, all, where the people are, that's where I am. I'm not standing firm in my Yahoo email address. No, certainly not. Uh, so people might be wondering why we can talk about this show, even though there's all these strikes happening. Yeah. So do you want to explain that? Oh, my God. <laughs> you wanna... My nightmares. Um, yeah, like I initially was like, well, I don't want to talk about it. And then <laughs> the guild clarified that you can do it as long as it's not at the request of the studios, because yes. that's essentially walking on struck ground struck ground um yeah they clarified with like the social media aspect that it's like you can promote your own projects um just as long as it's not you're not essentially it's a work stoppage so you're not working because the studio says go over there yeah um I really fear being a rule breaker and I fear being in trouble and having people not like me but I also fear having to like do a season one of a show again too more. So I'm like, I just need, <laughs> right, it's like we got to get people to watch it. And that's the thing is, yeah, I was like, I, all I want to do is just stay in Burbank, you know, and like yeah. poke at my garden. But like <laughs> this show is not IP. It's from a female, female POV, a female POB. <laughs> and like, it's on freeform and no one like it's, it's that, that freeform thing does make it very confusing. It's kind of yeah, like the FX thing where people are like, wait, it's a channel, but it's Hulu. What? Yeah. It's got the green H, but it's TV. But it's freeform. But yeah. And like for me, this show was is such a testament to like what you get when you hire um, union talent and treat people well and pay them fairly. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. Everyone still worked themselves sick, but <laughs> like, yeah, I really it's important to me that this show gets to meet the audience. You yeah. Know? And from the the SAG side, uh, people can still do voice animation and talk about those things. So yeah, I, I think this is a moment for adult animated comedies because we can talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if anyone is hate me. <laughs> then please find me on please. Gmail and just send it right to me. Just, so yeah, just talk to us. Print like, it out and just lay on it. You know, it's A-OK, but, you know, I have a, I started in adult animated comedies uh, and a lot of people don't realize that a lot of those shows are in TAG, which is the animation guild. They're not covered by WGA. Uh, so that's another reason you might see a lot of like animated shows still working, still going forward, coming out. Uh, it's just a whole little complicated, fun universe uh, like unto itself adult yeah. animated shows and it's crazy like a lot of the board artists and designers are used to going months and months without work but it shouldn't be that way and like <laughs> they've had such a crazy roller coaster between like during covid every studio doing animation and then suddenly cutting everything and firing cutting everyone it, and then coming back yeah, in fully and removing like, animated shows i think that like, that's been the worst of just them saying let's just disappear stuff like close enough and yeah sleep. it's crazy so yeah when when their contract comes up we'll be joining them as well yes absolutely uh, we love to hold a sign yeah so what did it mean to you to make an adult animated show was this kind of always the medium you envisioned for this show I initially had written this to, for live action and then Greg Daniels, the script came across his desk and we, he briefly, like we met up, he was super sweet and like 
noted it as if it were live action, like maybe the Plank of Wood Boyfriend is tough for audiences to like wrap their heads around and like, you know, just for like something that's supposed to be they care about the characters. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's a thing, maybe they won't. Um, and then him and Mike Judge started Bandera shortly after that. And they were, which is an animation studio or a production company. And they were like, oh, no, actually, this would be good <laughs> animated. Yeah. Wait, don't ground it. We'll just do that. Yeah. Um, but I, it's so cool. I love learning complicated processes that I don't understand. Uh, so it was perfect to go into animation and just like be on their turf and learn how to do it. But yeah. I also think like the sketch comedy um, energy is very similar to animation where like timing is just so much of it. Um, and it's like a group of people working so collaboratively to make a joke work. Yeah. Which is uh, really fun. And I also feel like it's what I love about animation is like you have to think of the jokes in 4D kind of like you're thinking of what are funny sounds we can make, like what are funny gags we can put in the background of this animated scene, uh, you know, which you don't often have to do with live action. So I, yeah. I just think it's the best. I love doing adult animation. It's so cool. Yeah. Like that you can change when their eyeballs shift yeah. to like land the joke better. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to be a nightmare when I go back to live action. Yeah. You know, just poking <laughs> at actors like do it yeah. different. Can we change their face? Can Thank we just you. change the face? Can yeah. you get me any razor? Just get it out of here. Just fix it. Yeah. Uh, so growing up, did you have like favorite animated shows? Were there shows that you like watched to kind of inspire you while you were working on Praise PD? I really love Hey Arnold. Yeah. I don't know if you're into that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Oh I'm God. into Hey Arnold. It is so good and funny and uh. loving. And like the design of the characters is so like sweet. And yeah. And those episodes hold up. They really they are do. still good today. I went back and watched it and was like, oh, I actually think I have to stop watching this because I'm beating myself up about how good. Yeah. <laughs> I truly was like, oh, this is truly timeless television. That's so smart. I was watching the one where he frees the turtle with his grandma. Oh, God, his his activist grandma. Yeah, his activist grandma. And it's like everyone is like abusing this turtle and spray painting him and they like free him into the ocean. and The turtle like looks back and I was like, I can't be crying over this I have right to now. lay down for the rest of the day because yeah. of cartoons because I true yeah because of Nickelodeon I can't it's too much it's it's too much but similar on the lying down because of a cartoon train I'm I'm a bluey adult Ooh. have you watched bluey at all I have watched bluey because a lot of people with children have been like no I'm telling you it's it is good stuff I know a lot of people with children who are like I can't get my kid to watch bluey <laughs> but all of my friends who don't have kids are like it's so good we're like all reparenting ourselves through yeah I feel like I'm feeding my inner child in a way that's like oh my gosh right it's, it's just opening things to the universe to me that I'm like yeah why am I making it so complicated it's so sweet just seven minutes of dogs having like really emotionally intelligent conversations yeah. and the jokes are so funny it's a funny show people overlook how funny kids animation can be yeah when the little sister says of course I'm sure I'm shoring my little head off I can't stop thinking about that yeah it's that's so sweet that's brilliant writing. Like, it's really good. Gosh. Um, thank you, Australia. It was really yeah. funny. I just saw Talk to Me in theaters, and they had the same, like, 
Australian government title card before it that is before every Bluey episode <laughs> or at the end of every Bluey. It was like, oh, God. <laughs> you go, no. So jarring. Yeah, these shouldn't be related to each other. Like, the <laughs> same agencies just kind of giving the okay on both I of know. These. I had a Pavlovian response to, like, now I will watch a family of Blue Healers uh, <laughs> play Freeze Dance or whatever. Yeah. But I also love South Park. My brother uh, and I would love cartoons so much that our parents would ban them because we would um, be shoving each other. Oh, yeah. I I mean, South Park's going to teach you some naughty behavior. It was incredible. It was Bush's first term. The cartoons were foul. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you're taking me back. You're taking me back. Oh, my God. Yelling at my Republican history teacher in eighth grade. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what did you say? Say more. <laughs> oh, I would just be like, you know, Bush sucks. It should have been gore. Oh uh, I was a big Ani DeFranco fan, and she had a lot of spoken word songs that were just like, capitalism is the devil's wet dream. <laughs> Republicans, <laughs> Democrats, there's no difference. And I would, one time in a study hall, he was teaching, I just went up to him, put the headphone in his ear, the little ear pod for my iPod shuffle. And I was like, you need to hear this. This is going to blow your mind. And I made him listen to a nine-minute Ani DeFranco poem. <laughs> and he just sat there and did. And then at the end, he just put it down and was like, yeah, okay. I Yeah, no, I didn't like that. <laughs> it like actually is the meanest thing he could have done to actually listen to all of it. Yeah. It would have been nicer for him to be like, no. Yeah, it would have <laughs> like, been that's... better for him to be like, that's inappropriate. I don't want to listen to it. No, you're a kid. I'm not going to. But he sat there and listened to the whole thing. That's with... the most <laughs> devastating thing he could have done yeah. to you. I just had my brother in town. He's 21. And he put on South Park, like, new episodes. And I was just shocked. I Like, I didn't know that the show still worked for that demo. Like, they They're are still into it. Into the it. teens like it? The teens still oh like it. God, they are still great. just like, it's the only show that's willing to really take it all on and, like, handle both sides. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Because I thought that when I was in seventh grade. So... <laughs> They're staying fresh. The teens are picking up what they're putting down. Yeah. They're they have the um the Riz. I just learned what Riz is. I felt it was uh, so embarrassing to be the only 30-year-old at Bob's Big Boy who didn't know what you didn't Riz know what Riz meant. was. Yeah. I didn't know what Riz was till like two weeks ago. Wow. I had to explain it to everyone at my college reunion, which was very embarrassing. <laughs> I was it's like, hard. it's Riz. It's kind of like Steez. It's like your your energy, your vibe. <laughs> And someone was like, Ashley, you used to study like Kierkegaard. <laughs> yeah, I made myself dumber. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, and now I now I write poop jokes yeah. and I I don't. So then I'm happier. I fought it off. <laughs> this is freedom now. Yeah. I also listened to people scatting about George Bush. Like people change. People change. People change. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, we had a couple of people on my show who had worked on South Park and it was ooh. super exciting. Like we did the tease. We did a, a sizzle reel two years ago as like proof of concept to the network. And our director for that was this guy, Jack Shee, who was the voice of Ike Broflovsky oh. until very recently. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's Ike. This is so exciting. That's amazing. I stand by so many of those old South Park episodes. I, I rewatch them constantly. I just think they're funny. But they're so, funny. I don't know. I don't know about today. I couldn't tell you what's happening in the new season or what the politics of South Park are now. <laughs> not my issue. Not my not my worry. But back in the yeah. day, my prime. I'm yeah. very interested in art made by people who are so successful that they no longer yeah. relate to anything. That they don't relate to anything. And they just get these episodes out in like five days. And it's all like made in a computer. And they're just like, beep, boop. Okay, it's a show. <laughs> 
Beep boop. Beep boop. That's how they do it these days. My understanding is beep boop. It's Joe. Beep boop. So what are your, do you have, say, a top, let's say top five of of adult animated shows? Uh, I once did a, a a tweet about this. It caused a lot of controversy. People were very angry with my choices. Oh, my God. Uh, So just know those are the consequences. That's what's at stake here. People might get mad at you. I, like, wake up in the morning and reach for, like, a red paint bucket with a paintbrush and then try to paint a target on my own back every day. Every day. a born and bred victim. So like I'm in like I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And like if people don't like it, that's what I wanted. I want. Yeah. I want to be hurt. <laughs> I wanted it. Um, Yeah. I mean, obviously, Bojack Horseman is super inspirational. Yeah. And Pete Merriman was uh, who's our supervising director, was a uh, director on that. Um, It just is so funny. And like the joke pacing and the background jokes. Also love Tuca and Birdie. Big Lisa Love Tukin Birdie, R.I.P. R.I.P. The world, it was too pure for this world. It really was. People weren't ready for an animated show with a female POV. They weren't. They weren't. And it was just, uh, it was getting so good with like the chef baking plotline and her finally stepping into her power. And then they ripped it away from us. They did. I really love, I think it's the pilot where she talks about the yellow square of the window when she comes home at night and knows that Speckles in there. Yeah. And like that, it like it, I don't know that show influenced how I see my own relationship. Too. Same. It was the show yeah. that made me go like, Oh, I can date and not be like a cold person who never lets my walls down. Oh yeah. <laughs> I also love seeing TV visibility on like extreme female friendship where like yeah. the boyfriend is also over there. <laughs> like that is so real. Cause that's how it is. That's yeah. just some guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, Oh, the performances are so good and the design is amazing. A lot of butts. Uh, a lot of butts. Um, I have a Lisa Hanawalt print in my home that's Dick Tit Birds, which oh. is exactly what it sounds like. That, yeah, I would. Yeah. I just started watching My Adventures with Superman. It's a new oh, show. Oh, yeah. I, I saw this on Max. Yeah. It's beautiful. This It's this anime studio did it. Oh. Um, Jack Quaid voices Superman. Oh, I love Jack Quaid. So good. I know. He's having a real moment. He's having a moment. He's we got another. Yeah. He's, oh, we, I can't say the things he has coming, but he's has me having a moment. You know what he does. <laughs> you know what he does. And you... I love all those shows and <laughs> we're excited an for the next You have ancestral knowledge yeah. of what Jack Quaid has worked <laughs> Jack on. Quaid's work. We all <laughs> downloaded into our brains. Um, yeah, it's just so, I love rom-com so much and like the I love that Superman is about a love triangle between two people. Like it's, Ooh. I like Superman, but also Clark. And also I'm flirting <laughs> with Superman, but it's like, oh, no. there's just something so fun about that. I think uh, some some clips from this went viral on Twitter last week where people oh, really? got mad at Lewis Lane and they were like, she's the worst in this. And people were like, you're all misogynist. <laughs> That's crazy. No, she's yeah. like excited. I love a plucky female heroine who's like, let's go. I need the story. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they were like, she great. should just shut up and be thankful that like Superman wants to touch her. And everyone's like, That's not how a female character works. Like, <laughs> like she's you... a fully realized. What are you person. talking about? Lois Lane has been boss and like invasive and weird yeah for as long as they've made superman movies so if she weren't if she were just like yeah i guess i'll it'll be fine i guess it would be then she could just date clark yeah i think if i did it i would just have an affair with superman (laughs) that would be really hard for clark though because then he'd know well yeah but that's that's just how it goes. If you're going to keep a secret from me, I'm going to keep this secret from you. Yeah. And But deep down, like, what are you going to do? 
may, I do want to be the first one to write a Superman smut movie that's just <laughs> like Clark Kent is a cuck. And yeah. Like, just like there's no tension. He's and like, just, cool. He's just a cuck <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's totally fine. No, I'm totally, I'll watch you guys even. I'm actually Superman. Sorry. I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, I love that. Um, I also really love Great North. Oh, I love Great North. It's just so, the. I mean, Aparna Nancherla being on a network sitcom yes. is my heaven. It's they have so many amazing voice actors they brought in, so many just amazing young stand-ups who write on the show. Brian Bahi, mm-hmm. uh, I think Grace Thomas did a, a character on the show. They're just so about bringing in young, fresh voices. Uh, and I think it's a pretty nice, I don't want to say a replacement for Bob's Burgers, but it fits in perfectly where Bob's Burgers is like what in its 20th something season, and you're like, okay, I, I love watching this family, I could watch them do anything, but like great north feels fresh i have a thing where i like to watch a cartoon while i eat my meals while i take my meals i'm gonna say i take my meals instead of eating i like that i think that's like my goal for this year um i also need when i take my breakfast i have to watch cartoons (laughs) it's beaten into us from birth um and bob's burgers is a little too gross to watch while eating there's just gross things that happen it's like you can't watch hoarders while eating because they're gonna find like a, a pile of diapers or something okay I do often watch Hoarders when I eat. It doesn't gross <laughs> you out? I, it doesn't. I think I'm just so hardened to the show at this point. Wow. Like, I we did. I did a whole episode, season one, just about Hoarders and Hoarding, Hoarders Buried Alive. There are two different shows. People often get them confused. Right. Uh, but we did a really just in-depth look at both. And I, it's one of my favorite shows. Like, I am obsessed with all the doctors. I follow do them online. Do you have a favorite one? <laughs> Dr. David Tolan. Oh, is he sort of the one who looks like he works with zoo animals? Uh, he's bald. Oh, okay. I don't know. Who that <laughs> I is. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. That's Doctor Jeff. <laughs> he looks like he goes on late night shows. Yeah, and he's like, is like this, this is, is a Beatrice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he <laughs> often is. Like, he's often the one they send in to be like, go clear all the cat carcasses. The amount of flat cat mummies. Oh, the cat. It's just hard. It's hard, and there's something about watching that and My Strange Addiction while I'm eating where I feel stronger if I can get through it. Like last night, I got a rap from Zankow, and then I watched The My Strange Addiction with a couple that is addicted to drinking their own pee. Uh, and Do they blur the pee? No. Okay. And it was so... I got lightheaded and dizzy watching this because they don't just drink it, they shower with it, they snort what? it, they snort the pee. What do you mean they shower with it? Like they stand out and they take, they get the bucket and then they douse themselves with it. Like they, he, the guy just pees in like a bucket thing. And then she like. Is there holes poked in the bottom of the bucket or. No, they just they dump. pour it. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a pour. quick pee shower. Yeah, like a quick pee shower. But okay. this is like after getting out of a real shower, they finish it by covering themselves in pee. No, they shouldn't do that. They shouldn't. And then, sorry, so snorting pee? Yeah, and so then they also snort it. So you know how you would say like use a neti pot with salt no. water. They're doing it with urine. I they're just don't think with... they are. I think they're doing that for the show. No, they did it right then and there. And then the guy's parents were like, he lives with us. He's truly been doing this for four years. And it's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened in our lives. I think they should just let him do it. Is they the do. Show, is the show My Strange Addiction about we're going to help you stop doing no, this? It's, it's just truly like just we're going to watch you snort pee. Yeah, it's really okay. just like we're going to highlight your addiction. And then sometimes they take him to a doctor and have the doctor be like, hey, what you're doing is really bad for you. And they're like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, there was a girl in the first episode who ate toilet paper. Um, Yeah. 
Which, not good for you. They were like, there's bleach. Yeah, no. There's bleach. There's all kinds of chemicals and toilet paper that shouldn't be in your body. Uh, She also liked to marinate it in laundry detergent. So she would, like, sit the toilet paper, like, in detergent and dryer sheets so it would, like, get that flavor and then eat it. Uh, And the doctor was like, yeah, this is going to kill you. (laughs) She was like, you're going to get cancer. Like, you already have blockages in your stomach. Uh, You need to stop if you want to have children. And the lady was just like... Oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I No, I'll never give it up. Why would you need children when you had toilet paper? When you have toilet paper <laughs> in soaked detergent. in detergent, yeah. It doesn't sound good, It, but it's what she wants. It's what she wants, and she's like, it's like a cotton candy. I, I can almost envision the <laughs> what she just... Yeah, okay. <laughs> what she described, I could almost envision the roughness and, like, how that would be appealing, but, I mean, yeah. So she soaks the toilet paper with detergent and a dryer sheet or she yeah. eats the dryer sheet so she takes the plate okay. and it's like the powder dry, like oh, detergent. okay yeah uh so she puts that on the plate sprinkles it and then she puts the dryer sheet uh and then she puts the paper <laughs> i gotta write towel. this down yeah Sorry, you're gonna want to write this okay. down and then she takes the toilet paper and then she puts a dryer sheet on top of that and then a paper towel on top of all of it lets it sit for two to three days and then she eats it because the toilet paper will taste like the dryer sheets and detergent does she shake off the detergent or no. is she Okay, so it's like an avocado toast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think people are amazing. I, I, I not watch, to quote yeah. the whale. People are amazing. People are amazing. I, I watch <laughs> My Strange Addiction, and I'm just there's the P couple. They're a couple. Like these people found each other, and they're like, "Oh wow, you do P eye drops. I love you." He does P eye drops, and she's just sitting there like, "That's my man." And wow, I'm still single and trying to figure life out. Maybe that's the key. P.I. drops? P.I. Yeah, being was yourself. It, was it on Wife Swap where they did the coffee enemas? The couple that oh. did that? This is reminding me of the coffee yeah, enema couple. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, good yeah. for them. It just showed them like laying down next to the bathtub. I'm like, this is love. That really is love. And at one point she's describing, she was like, on our first date, we just knew right away because we didn't even eat a meal. It was just so natural for us to drink urine. And that's how I knew he was the one. <laughs> Are they thin people? They are. They're very, like, we only, you know, like, raw vegan. Oh, that's worse. Yeah, but then they also... Vegan pee? Yeah, they're raw vegan, and they also were like, we don't drink water. Like, the guy said he hadn't had water in five years, which is like, where's the pee coming from? Where's the pee coming from? From the pee he's drinking. No, but I th- I feel like I we all learned this knowledge at the same time in 2011 <laughs> that you can drink your pee seven times before you become toxic. Yes. Where did we learn that? I... I don't know. It's just in there. It's just, yeah. I think maybe it's Barney. Maybe they're getting IVs. Maybe they pay that, like, nurse IV service. I don't know. He truly was just like, I just keep drinking the pee. And they do force him to go to a doctor. And the doctor's like, your creatine is so high, you could, your your kidneys could fail. And he's just, he just goes, I don't believe you. You're a Western doctor. You're probably just making this up. I actually do need to leave this podcast right now to watch this. <laughs> like, yeah. My heart is racing. I'm so it's, excited to watch. Uh, Yeah. I sat right there eating that wrap while they were drinking the pee. And at one point, they cook cucumbers in the pee and feed it to their family. He feeds the pea cucumbers to his mom and dad. And that's when I was just... Do they know what the cucumbers were? They do. They know because they know what he does. And they're like, "What did you wash the cucumbers? And he's like, yeah, I washed it with me. And the dad goes for it. The dad is just happily had to munching away on these cucumbers. And the mom and sister are just, this is disgusting. Get it away from the table. We don't want you here. 
Uh, and then at one point, the son is like, does anyone want anything else to drink? And the sister's like, can I get another water? And he just gets up, turns from the table, and starts peeing in a mason glass and just turns back around to drink it. That's awful. Yeah. That's like, I just <laughs> heard what sounded like a kitten in the walls. And it, it is your mixer and producer, producer just, just screaming. We're having like a very, I'm like, okay, and where does the pee go? And they're just like falling <laughs> off their like dying. I'm going to bring this up. I feel that there is a conspiracy in television right now to normalize uh, pee play. Say more. I feel there. (laughs) What? I feel there's a conspiracy (laughs) to make us all feel like this is normal. I don't know if it's because the rich people want us drinking our pee while they hoard the last of the water. But like between my strange addiction going, hey, it's normal to drink pee. uh, I was just reading this like hip kids substack where someone was like oh i was at a party and these two guys started making out and then one of them got on his knees and just started drinking the guy's pee and this is just like a a popular reading thing it wasn't represented like a kink and then in 90 day fiance this past weekend there's like this main couple that is describing just this disgusting sex it's like they've been dating for forever but have never the guys never come when they have sex and this is the first time that he has orgasmed and they're talking about it and the girl is like yeah we were in the jacuzzi in the room and he asked me to pee on him and she goes into so much detail that it was the first time I had to turn off 90 Day Fiance. Because <laughs> I couldn't believe someone was just openly talking about a golden shower. That is shocking. Uh, it's shocking It's kind to of me. a sexless show. Yeah. You know, there's at most kissing. But this was the first time someone was blatantly like, here is my kink. I'm going to talk about it and just act like it's totally normal. And I think this is some sort of conspiracy to normalize it on a on a big global level. This is a water wars thing. Yeah. This is the end of the big short where it says that the guy's investing in yeah, water. Yeah, investing yeah. in water. And it's yeah. like they have all the water and we're sitting here going, oh, well, I saw a real housewife drink her pee, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> I, I do think that making people... I Like, I am the craziest when I haven't had a glass of water recently. And I think that that is it's like a plan to make people more pliable. Yeah. If they're just drinking pee. If they're just drinking pee. I just I've thought about it and I don't think I'm going to drink my pee. I just (laughs) say that on your podcast. I don't think it's for me. Yeah. 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 You know, I personally, I don't think I will do it either. The guy in the My Strange Addiction episode was like, hey, if it's for you, it's for you. (laughs) If not. Uh, the story of how he started it was also pretty funny. He was, I guess, traveling. He had a panic attack. Uh, he was like, my arms tensed up. My hands were shaking. Uh, I decided to call a friend and get advice on what I should do. And the friend just started saying, you got to drink your piss, man. And he's like, my friend just kept repeating it. And I was like, you're joking with me. And the friend just kept going, you got to drink your piss. You got to drink your piss, man. You got to drink your piss. And he just kept saying it until finally I did. <laughs> No, that didn't happen. I think his friend was pranking him so hard. 
It is. I guess that is a good like grounding exercise for when you're having a panic attack. Yeah. And he was like the second the urine touched my tongue, my hand like for just like loosened up and I was fine. And it's probably because your body was like, what the fuck? Yeah, you're grounding. You're like five things I can hear, four things I can smell. I'm drinking my pee. I'm drinking my pee. Two things I can touch. And gosh, you can smell it. You can. You can. Yeah. It's all five senses are working. Yeah. they God, they go into so much detail about the smell. It's That is amazing. That does sound like a made up story. And I know that because the first website I went to regularly was a who's it anyway message board. And I did post a false story about... Wow. Um, how whose line is it anyway literally saved my life that I was in the middle of going to about to kill myself and then I heard the TV come on downstairs and I heard Greg Proops's voice and then I put down the knife and went down and watched it and it changed it didn't happen did yeah I just and like you heard the three TV? or four people responded which was a lot oh yeah that's I fully just made up a story I mean I was wow. very depressed and wanted to kill myself yeah and I loved whose line. But the story didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, we make things up at that age. I, I used yeah. to run a live journal for the state, the like sketch group. Oh, baby. Uh, <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, yeah. I was obsessed with them. And I ran a little live journal group and I would just make up crazy things. I, I think one time I was like, I saw Michael Ian Black in Chicago and he was so nice. And and he like he like was gonna kiss me, but then he had, and I'm fully like a 15-year-old. Oh yeah. Just being like, and we ran into each other at the second city. Incredible. And I'm Fan like, fiction. no one can ever fact check this and see if he was in Chicago on this day in 2002. It was the early internet, it was beautiful. Yeah. I I read a lot of um <laughs> Johnny Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls fan fiction, which is yeah. a similar thing where it's like you're just accusing him of crimes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to write some fanfic about Blink-182. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now we're in. Now yeah, we're in. I used to dream about their tour bus breaking down in front of my house. Oh, my God. And they come into my place and they're like, we have to date this 14-year-old girl. <laughs> It's really who lives important. here and bring her on the road with us. She is the key to our art. Oh my god! Yeah. Did you you wrote it? Oh yeah, I wrote it. Do I you had... have access to these. Oh, it's in a diary. Like I hand wrote it. I would cut out pictures of them from magazines, glue them in this journal. Like there were photos, animated parts. Uh, it was a full, just like handwritten diary that I filled up. This with is, mostly incredible. stories about Travis Barker. I was very into Travis. I was wondering who you had. A, yeah, Travis was my guy. I feel like Travis I'm Pregnant would be a great name for a Travis Barker fan fiction. It really would. Oh, it, oh gosh. I Yeah, I should have thought of that one. Um, instead, it's not too late. Yeah, I could get back into it. I check fanfiction.net every day to see if there's <laughs> Praise PD fanfiction. Oh, is it anything yet? No, it goes right from the practice to preacher. The practice. It's in it's in alphabetical. Yeah, order. yeah. I'm you just understand. shocked that people are doing yeah. the practice. They are. There's four for the practice or seventeen. I mean, I guess that show had some sexual tension. Any show can be sexual tension. If that's you try. true. I mean, the last time I looked at fanfic, uh, it was James Corden. <laughs> I. <laughs> I was uh, working on the the packet for his show, and for some reason, I was like, I think reading fanfic about him will help. What me. did they make him do in the fanfic? 
Uh, Who is he kissing? Or no one? It's usually just like the person is okay. like wants to kiss a James Corden. Yeah, it's like I got on a plane and they moved me to first class and I look over and I happen to be seating, sitting with James Corden. <laughs> His TV studio broke down in front of my house. <laughs> And they're just like, and he was so nice to me and he noticed I was cold and he gives me my scarf. And I think mostly the fantasy is that James Corden is nice. Uh, this is all we want. We want yeah. an <laughs> adult, nice predator. It's a nice man. And yeah. Oh my God. So I guess there's so funny. There's there is a fan fiction. Oh. That is a huge stress relief. Yeah. To read. It's very fun. How do I, I feel like. Okay, I used to be a big SNL nerd in, like, middle school, high school. I would print out, like, weekend update scripts and perform them and force my friends to perform them. Small baby. Uh, Small baby. And I feel like (laughs) SNL nerds can get so personal, like, about the writers on the show. Do they, did you ever enter the fanfic? Like, I'm I, trying I just... to remember. I think I was so happy. They just, it's like, it's what you'd think. They just make everyone kiss in different ways. Yeah. It's a lot of the elevator breaking down. <laughs> um, the elevator breaks down and Pete Davidson has to I kiss Echo. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just trying to get to the bathroom so I can drink my pee. <laughs> um, I don't think I was in it. I think the people who write the fan fiction are the same people who don't know that like John Stewart has right. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> They're the people who think, oh my gosh, the SNL cast comes up with this on the spot every it's, week. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of like the cast staying up late being like, oh, I can't think of a joke. <laughs> like, you should relax for a second. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so fun. I uh, would imagine Colin Jost would be a popular choice. Yeah, you'd be correct. I don't know if he knows about it. I hope he does. It's so funny. I was really into Lord of the Rings fan fiction. Ooh. That was like a big I printed out the fanfiction.net header and like wow. glued it into my deck. We would have been we would have been friends. Absolutely friends. Absolutely. Um yeah, the I don't know that I could ever work with someone who's been in it because of the amount of like truly depraved. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I was in a I ran a group for the state on Live Journal uh, and eventually Wet in Summer came out oh, and no. we did have Wet in Summer fanfic. Because of course it's so hot and sexy, and <laughs> the shirt comes off. Yeah, and Wait, the shirt coming off and smelling the shirt. The smelling, that the sh- yeah, that's in. There were just oh, and I mean, come on, Michael Showalter, so young and sexy. Paul Rudd, I wrote so much about it. <laughs> <laughs> Was so into it. And then I met Michael Showalter and I felt so weird. And this is like a decade, like a decade later. And I still was just like, I wrote the weirdest thing about being at summer camp and kissing you. <laughs> did you think that or say it? I said it. How did that go? Was he was he... like, he, he was just kind of like, wait, what is fan fiction exactly? <laughs> and I realized I had to explain a whole concept. And this was like at a four-year consideration event. So we did not have a lot of time. <laughs> And so I'm sure he's like, there's a weird girl out there who said she used to dream about like kissing me or something in stories. The amount of weird kissing happening online to people who don't know what the genre don't is. Know. <laughs> and again, I was like 15 writing these. I didn't know what sex really was like romance was. It's yeah. No, it's just a safe way to make things kiss. You to know? make things kiss. Making your, your dolls kiss. Yeah. And mine was all just really nerdy. It was never like Lord of the Rings is cool in comparison. That is true. I'm not going to yeah. argue with you. That's a lot cooler than members of the state. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing fan fiction about Michael Ian Black. That would, I do think that would be ripe for a crossover fic of like one of a member of the state falling into Middle Earth 
and then having to think of a joke a late joke. at night and then be needing to relax. Yeah. And yeah. then and then slowly they sleep with a yeah. elf. That I have to get back to my world. It's like, well, we need to rest for the night. Yeah, we yeah. need to rest for the night. You may as well get comfortable <laughs> and learn about our ways. <laughs> oh my god. I this, this is amazing. I, I don't know how oh we got god. really into urine and fan fiction. I don't care. It's yeah. Because I truly did want to break down that My Strange Addiction episode. So You got it out. Yeah. You needed to get it out. I it made me physically dizzy. I need to, I'm going to like speed home. Yeah, <laughs> please watch it because they do so many things with urine that you just, I didn't know, were, I didn't know were possible. I can't wait to find out. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're coming up on the end here. Good. <laughs> no, I need to go home. I need to go home. You need to get home. Okay. We need to, we need to get into, into the urine shows. Uh, I am really curious about some of your thoughts uh, on modern adult animated shows, we have like a King of the Hill reboot that's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Mouth just ended Human Resources. And then we have all of these networks that are just taking animated shows off the air, like Close Enough. Max just seems to have ordered a bunch of shows and then they were like, cancel it. Uh, how do you kind of see the industry taking on animated shows as we move forward, particularly like after the strike? Uh, we're still going to be fighting for tag. Do you think it will be more stable? Is it just kind of a rocky industry right now? God, I think there are people more informed than I am to speak (laughs) on industry things. But I, yeah, like it's been such a whiplash for the whole industry, the like feast or famine. Like when we were hiring people for my show, everybody was working on something. And then a month later, Netflix fired like, 70 people something like that and yeah um I don't know I I do know that adult animation is like I think the number one most profitable genre on most streaming services like there was that some yeah there was some study and I saw the tweet about the study yeah and that actually is the same as science and that is the same as reading it I saw the tweet about the study and yeah they were basically like animated shows make you so much money they get way more audiences in And then the networks are just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's a thing that happens in live action, too, where, like, but to a further extent, which is that the people on the development and the exec side haven't worked in production. And then the people on the production side haven't gone to, like, the private film schools. And it's just, like, there's a huge divide. And, like, I think it comes from people not understanding animation, too. Yeah. Like, but which, like, my team was so patient with, me and my team like learning the steps of uh like what's easy to change and what's not I think the industry tends to do what makes money and I see that being a good thing for animation yeah and it it makes money and maybe people don't always respect it I like I have friends who are just like I'll watch your stuff when you write a show with real adults (laughs) it's just like what you're used to watching like I had to develop an eye for watching cartoon yeah um and yeah once you get a base layer. Once you get it, you're in forever. You're like in. I remember when King you're of the in. Hill. You're in. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Ah. Uh. <laughs> no. That's good. Thank no. you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, you said. Oh, I. I yeah, I remember. Like when I finally got into King of the Hill, and it took me a while. I thought it was like a boring white people show, and finally I just stayed up one day after I don't know The Simpsons or whatever it came on after, and I was just like, oh, this is amazing. I didn't know cartoons could be like adult shows it's so good 
It's so good. It's incredible. I will watch the Bobby Hill, That's My Purse, I Don't Know You, uh, just for, for self-soothing. Anytime it's on, I just let it play. It's I, so good. It's it's incredible. I've probably rewatched it three or four times. And I don't. I just feel like those shows have a rewatchability that a lot of other shows don't. Like, I can watch 30 Rock over and over and over. Right. But it does hit a point where I got to step away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. If you put on a BoJack Horseman episode right now, I would sit and watch the whole season. <laughs> Effortlessly. Yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah, I, I heard they had, like, I think one table read of the new King of the Hill before the strike, and yeah. it just sounded like everyone, like, couldn't put into words how joyful and funny and great it was. And it, it'll still be good, hopefully. Yeah. And we all come back from our, our dual strike summer. But other than that, you're working on Praise PD. It's an amazing, amazing show. Everybody watch my show, please. Watch the show. Watch okay. it freeform. Hulu, Praise PD. It's amazing. Anything else you want to plug? Um, I think uh, watch My Strange Addiction <laughs> starring <laughs> Ashley Ray. <laughs> please. I, if they made me the host of that show, I oh would. that would be the job I would have for the rest of my life. I would pay Pat Sajak that. I would just You would be host, Keith Morrison. Yeah, I would just host My Strange Addiction forever and never need another job. That's perfect. That's, yeah, tr- that's, that's my goal in this industry. <laughs> God bless. Yeah, and thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my God, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, should the people follow you anywhere, social media? Yeah, Anna Dresden on, I guess, Twitter's gone. It's amazing. <laughs> right in time for my show to come out, they were like, and actors won't talk about it, and no one can talk about it. Nobody and can talk. Twitter is a joke, and it's actually not called Twitter, and like, good luck. And <laughs> so, best of luck with promotion. Yeah. And- like, I'm just going to go scream. Uh- <laughs> yeah. But I, you've been posting so many cool Instagram posts about the process of creating the art. Yeah. Uh, so go check that out because the pro- how you made a human dog. I loved looking at those drawings. Oh, my God. It's so fun. Yeah. It's with a lot of BTS stuff from our crew. Yeah. That so, was the yeah. moment that sold me on the show and made me go, I got this is going to be my Saturday morning breakfast watch. That's good. When I take yeah. my Sunday, my Saturday breakfast, I do it with Praise Petey. When I take my breakfast. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Uh, TV Club. I have a lot of reality stuff coming up. I need you to make sure you're caught up on 90 Day Fiance. Uh, Over on the newsletter, we did a huge post ranking every couple who is currently on 90 Day Fiance, 90 Day UK, before the 90 Days, and 90 Day the Other Way, uh, from best to worst. Uh, By we, I mean I did that by myself. I just sat and ranked all, like, 20 couples. Uh, Because that's what I like to do in my free time. So we're going to have some 90 Day people coming on. Make sure you're caught up on the show. Also, Below Deck... And Project Runway did a beautiful mashup episode that I need to process with so many people. So we're going to talk about that, too. Uh, Get caught up on your reality TV because that's all I'm telling you to watch right now. (laughs) Uh, Except for Praise PD and other animated shows that you also can watch and that I can talk about. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. TV I say with Ashley TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Scott Zani, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. 